Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, mystics and masters in the making. You're tuned to The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Jerry Kennedy. And today we are joined again by an old friend. Now it's becoming almost a normal thing, which is Reverend David Dry. Tom um, and Jerry, just always fun to be with the both of you. <laughs> well, we're going to have extra fun today because this is one of those shows where, you know, occasionally we've got to kind of clean out our closets, as it were, you know, kind of check the odds and ends and respond to some of the great mail that we've received from you listeners. And by the way, I want to say this up front. Thank you so much for listening, for your contributions, your suggestions, your ideas. It's really great to hear from you, and I hope that you're not dismayed when they don't respond right away, but definitely going to respond to you. So thank you very much for all of that. Now, where we're going today in terms of cleaning out our closets is a lot of the questions we get asked by our, um, our associates, by our listeners, by other people as well. And we answer them as often as possible, and occasionally they need to be answered more than once. And I'm not going to be asking how high is up, so Terry, you can relax. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I'm not going to be asking, this happened last time, we were talking about the size of our guardian seraph, somewhere around 12 to 15 feet tall. Oh, my gosh. Try to imagine a guardian seraph dancing on the head of a pin. It's really kind of, it's an amazing image, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a big pin. So... Uh, let's start out by asking this question, why are we here? <laughs> well, you know, Tom, you, you just had to pick one of these really deep, you know, <laughs> almost like the Marianas Trench and the Pacific Ocean questions. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things I appreciate about the preparations that you and Terry have done for the show is you've given folks a really good foundation to try to understand the spiritual path. And I think that question, why are we here? What's our mission you know, why am I with the family? How come I didn't get to become the king of England because I really <laughs> wanted to be the king of England? So, you know, why are we here and what, what is it that we have to fulfill? And I think, you know, people that really sincerely and truly are interested in God and want some kind of understanding of a spiritual life are asking those questions. Yeah. We had a great two-part show on Out of the Heart of the Issues of Life. Oh, did we? <laughs> and, and one of the things that, that uh, Mrs. Prophet talked about <clears throat> is the fact that, you know, what the Ascended Masters really want for us is in some measure of our lifetime, whether it's within 10 years, 40 years, a whole lifetime, that we expand the fires of the heart and that we actually gain our, some measure of our God mastery. We gain some, uh, you know, spiritual attainment, a spiritual growth. And I think, you know, many of the great saints and sages of East and West have talked about this, have, have used that as their, you know, their their goalpost, you know, for so many people seeking. So, you know, it's um, it's deep, you know, it's really <laughs> deep. And, and I think having the teachings of the masters, understanding the mystical paths of the world's great religions gives you, you know, tremendous resources, tremendous foundation to yeah. figure this out. And, you know, uh, before the show, we were talking about the kind of the basics of karma and reincarnation. And once you discover uh, the elements of those two subjects, then you say to yourself, ah, so it, that's it, why I'm here. It changes everything. It changes everything. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to put a, a little additional spin on this question because since we began doing this program way back in 2010 – we have been referring to people like you who are listening as seekers. 
those who inquire, those who come to our websites, those who read our books, those who engage us in any way, those who touch the hem of the garment are seekers. I realized the other day that that's not precisely true because you have been seekers, now you are finders. And I think I want to start referring to all of you as finders, that why are you here in part is to find these answers, to find the path, to find the way home. Finders, keepers. Finders, keepers. That's the day. Terry, you stole my thunder. Oh, did That's I? That's okay. I'm sorry, Tom. You've been waiting a week for that, haven't you? Two weeks. Oh, That's okay. Gosh. Well, think think about think about when you find these concepts or these keys. Yeah. Yeah. There is a certain inner awakening that takes place or a certain confirmation. And I think for all of the three of us can certainly tell our own personal stories of what happened when we first oh, you know, sure. recognize the truth. Because so many people out there know there's something different, know something is missing with the current theologies of today. Uh, really and truly want to understand, you know, what was the real purpose of the great mystics of East and West? And But when you find these keys as they begin to, you know, be shared with you, whether it's a, a tidbit about reincarnation and karma you know, whether it happens to be about the violet flame or the science of the spoken word, and you begin to have these, you know, you know, baby steps on your spiritual path. So many people have shared with me over the last 40 years, you know, the incredible explosion of joy in their soul, the explosion of Indeed. light, the, the, the welcoming and the gratitude, you know, and as each little door gets open, the open door radio show, okay, <laughs> you with me so far? As each little door gets opened, you know, there comes a, a broader and broader understanding of the great mysteries of life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think God ever intended it to be a mystery. I think that's the simple truth. I think he really and truly wanted all of the souls of light on this planet to understand this path. And it's only because of the battle of light and darkness and the attempt, you know, to take these truths away that we find ourselves in the situation we are today. Well, when we frame this information, uh, we've learned that, and again, you uh, who have listened to us for any length of time know that we framed it around four essential questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? The who am I is one of those deep, deep questions that you really, when you discover another dimension of your being that's beyond the human, it is, it's uplifting. It, you, you basically levitate at that point. <laughs> it's pretty amazing what happens because it ho- opens up a whole new world a whole new level of being and, and consciousness. So I think that one of the things that we really want to stress is that whatever else we say here, that the who am I refers to all of you, not just some of you. So that as a finder, you have found the way home. You have found the key to your true identity. You found your oneness with God. You don't know how else to say it. You know, well, uh, Tom, you were before the show, you were saying something about Justinian and uh, Theodora, and they didn't have internet radio, but this was a, <laughs> no, they this didn't. was a discussion at that time, was it not? Well, the discussion really revolved around the basic tenets of the church as they were at that time understood and believed, which was you know how reincarnation was an actual fact. Yes, karma was a, a law that governed our 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 actions, our our thoughts, our whatever we did. And when they said basically, no, 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 that's that's an esoteric teaching that is not for the masses, not for the common man. It was pushed aside. And a lot of the church fathers, like Origen of Alexandria, was adamant in saying, you have to leave it in because this is the key to the path. I, I this see. is the key to understanding our religion, our science, everything. I think yeah. one of the things that most people don't realize is the reason why that first council <clears throat> came is because there were literally hundreds of factions of ideas of theology. Oh, yeah. And what they were trying to do at the time was to unify you know, the Roman Empire, unify the, you know, the entire area, you know, the entire kingdom, if you will, you know, under one simple, one simple theology. Right. And so, this was a, this was a major, major 
major deal because when people were no longer aware or taught, you know, what their ide- their identity was, it wasn't more than, <clears throat> you know, maybe a generation before it was all lost. Well, and, and as I first started to interrupt you, but I want to say, too, that this council was Constantinople I, which was 515 A.D., almost 500 years after Jesus' life. Right. So it took that long for the erosion to be completed. One of the it wasn't things, overnight. One of the yeah. things that, that we've been you know, so fortunate to have <clears throat> in our organization was our dictations from the Ascended Masters. And Jesus talked about, you know, in a dictation that he gave many years ago, about how he was so concerned for the 12 apostles and the people that were in his inner circle. That is, with each passing <clears throat> year after he had gone, with each passing generation, he was deeply concerned that somehow, some way, you know, their souls would not remember. So, he actually promised the disciples <clears throat> in the upper room, one of the things that he said was that I will be there at each one of your transitions, lifetime after lifetime, to help you to help you remember, to remind you of what your sacred mission was, to remind you about our time together, and to remind you of you know the two precepts of the path. And so, but he knew within within a couple hundred years that things would be very different, and people yeah. would look back and say, you know, really, this was the theology that he taught, really. <laughs> and of course, you understand too, with this kind of simple theology, it made it much easier to. You know, control large elements of the population to actually have a, you know, have a very simple, simple kind of way and a simple kind of life. Because for those of you that have been long-standing students of the Open Door Radio Show <laughs> and Secrets of the Open Door Radio Show, you can see and, and you've heard in many of the episodes that it's not easy once you make the decision, you know, to to walk this path. You know, all of hell breaks loose to try to oppose that. Well, yeah. when when you realize that the goal of life is the ascension, is getting home, merging with the heart of God. Nothing can stand in your way unless you let it. And you are in control. You have a certain accountability as a co-creator with God to master your thoughts, your words, your deeds, and to take this path seriously. As you've said before, David, the difference between success and failure is effort. 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 Yeah. Yep. So back back at the time of Constant, the what would you, you call it, Constantinople One? Yeah, that was that was one of the councils of the church. The, yeah. the, the, this was not Nicaea. As many people think Nicaea, they approached that subject, but Constantinople One was when it was ready, actually decided to remove the, it from the the first fake from news. the canon. <laughs> the, ver- the first version of fake news. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well. By the grace of God, we have the teachings of the Ascended Master. We have volumes and volumes yeah. and volumes. And and it's just amazing that, I mean, we're just skimming the surface here with these 200 and some odd shows that we've done. You know, I've, I've said many times on the show before, um, we have the nine books of Climb the Highest Mountain. These were the original 33 chapters that St. Germain gave to Mother and Mark of the everlasting gospel for the Aquarian age. Right. And these books are now published and available. You can order them through some university bookstore. There's nine of them, including, you know, the summary of the masters and their retreats. And I've given the whole set to a number of my friends, you know, who, who for whatever reason or another, you know, stepped away from a spiritual path. And they've, been, they've gone through a resurrection and a, and a tremendous change. So these are the kind of resources that can pretty much answer any question you can come up with. Yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> I, I think you're right. In another one of the seminal books that was published here, I'm not sure how far back it was, but it was The Inner Perspectives. And these were a series of interviews with uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet that we'll actually be playing one for you in just a few minutes here, so stay tuned for that. But I've liked to refer to The Inner Perspectives as kind of the FAQs for the Aquarian Age because everything is in there. Why do we decree? What are decrees? 
what is the path? What is the aura, which is going to be the focus of this one coming up? And I think you want to stay tuned for that because it really is fascinating. A part of you that you don't normally recognize, it's very essential to your advancing on the path and essentially your ascension. Well, and they're, they're good elementary interviews. They're really, really precious, you know, the way they are kept at a very minimal level for somebody that you want to bring into a warm room. Don't push them in front of the fire, but you just set them inside the door, <laughs> you know, really. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I think we've tried to do through the radio show and, and in our own personal lives is not to give the whole loaf, yeah, you know, in right. one setting, but to give people a chance to process because, you know, when this information comes to you for the first time, it can be a lot for people. Mm-hmm. Well, broad, but not too broad. Deep, but not too deep. Yeah, I exactly. said 200 shows. Really, we're more like 400, aren't we? 401 today. Oh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> it's an amazing indeed. replace, yeah. yeah. Well, amazing. speaking of that, we've got to take care of some business here. We've got to take a quick break. As I said, when we come back, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, in which she discusses our true nature as beings of light and the significance of our auras in how we manifest our light. Back in a moment. Don't go away. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. 
Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you very much for staying with us. We're the open door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, and we're talking today about a lot of different things. This is an odds and ends, potpourri kind of show today. So we've got a list of questions that we get from people. We've got our own questions too, these the perennial favorites. And before we get there, one of the things we raised as a topic was the aura. We've talked about this on many other shows. And, the, you know, our, your essential nature is light. And so what is the key to tapping into and fully becoming that light? Well, in the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet answers this question. And our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Here we go. Can you tell us how the knowledge of the aura can make us free? It's all based on the simple concept, I am light. I invite the beloved sons and daughters of God listening today to join me in this meditation on the light of the heart. I am light, glowing light, radiating light, intensified light. God consumes my darkness, transmuting it into light. This day I am a focus of the central sun. Flowing through me is a crystal river, a living fountain of light that can never be qualified by human thought and feeling. I am an outpost of the divine. Such darkness as has used me is swallowed up by the mighty river of light which I am. I am, I am, I am light. I live, I live, I live in light. I am light's fullest dimension. I am light's purest intention. I am light, 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 flooding the world everywhere I move, blessing, strengthening, and conveying the purpose of the kingdom of heaven. Where does all of this lead? It leads to the pathway of the stars. The stars are the symbol of our own I am presence, the focal point of our causal body of light, and they have been referred to as the many mansions of the Father's house. We each have a mansion, a dwelling place in the secret place of the Most High God, and the light of the aura comes to us over the thread of light, the thread of contact between heaven and earth. Kathumi says man has so often been concerned with the concepts and the many manifestations of the human aura, how to protect it, how to direct it, how to increase it, how to see it, how to interpret it, that he has seldom taken into account these simple words Jesus long ago revealed, let your light so shine before men, let your light so shine before men. This is true religion. This is the fulfillment of Kathumi's mantra, I am light, glowing light. We have to affirm that light, to confirm it, to give it our vow, our trust, our life, so that it can give itself to us. This light of which he spake is the light which can be magnetized through the human aura. For it is the human emanation which heaven would make divine. Kuthumi teaches us that God wants us to become like Him. In order to become like Him, we must go through the alchemy of the Holy Spirit, the sacred fire change, the putting off of the old man, the putting on of the new. Therefore, Kuthumi says, 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Sounds very much like Jesus was talking about the aura. I like everyone to contemplate this moment, the aura of Jesus Christ, the blessed Son of God. Often this is painted in paintings of Jesus, but I tell you that the aura of Jesus literally filled the entire planet Earth. So great was his extension of God's consciousness through that aura. The base of God's self-awareness which Jesus had enabled him to proclaim himself the Son of God and to realize his own innate divinity. Thus he is called the Savior of the world. We can begin right where we are. Though our aura be an inch from the body, it can be expanded first to fill the house where we are, filling that house with the light of the Holy Spirit. God himself, through his Son, Jesus Christ, will come into our temple by the Lord's Spirit and expand our aura through his own expanded self-awareness in God. Filling the house, we then find that the aura can be extended to fill an entire community or neighborhood, and then the entire city. Kathumi says that in these studies of the aura, he is giving the same understanding that Jesus imparted to his disciples, sometimes through parable, sometimes through an objective analysis of themselves and their contemporaries, and sometimes through direct teachings on the law, which he read to them from the archives of the Brotherhood. Kathumi says that Jesus' entire effort was to demonstrate what man can do and what man can be when he unites with a God flame. Jesus determined to come to earth and give us the teaching of our innate Christ self by example, not simply by academic instruction. So perfectly did he become the full example of the flame that we have forgotten that his mission was to demonstrate what we can do also, and instead we have fallen down to worship the person of Jesus instead of to emulate that likeness of God which he beheld for us. Kuthumi explains that it is to be, it is be-ness, it is to understand that you are a ray of intense light that cometh from the central sun into the world of form. This is the key to creative mastery. Well, why is it the key? The key is here because we do not place outside of ourselves this ray of light, this God presence, this Christ self, but we realize that we are a ray that comes from the source, from the source of the Trinity. If we are that ray of light, then all things are possible unto us, even as they are possible to every sun ray of God. The key to creativity and to the mastery of the environment is to realize that the energy and the consciousness for that mastery is already within. Our challenge then is to unlock that creativity, that mastery, by unlocking the energy and consciousness of God to discover God being within and to expand it, rather than to attempt something which is utterly impossible to graft upon ourselves that God which is without. We cannot be anything except that which we already are. 
and by God's grace, we are created in His image and likeness. What actually happens when we use Kathumi's mantra, I am light? The light that comes forth as we give the mantra fills our cup of joy to overflowing. Kathumi says, you must understand that you can draw forth renewed magnificence and devotion to the cause of your own immaculate freedom and that this freedom can be a crystal river flowing out from the throne of God through your aura which you have consecrated as a vessel of the Holy Spirit and into the world of men. You must understand that wherever you go, your opportunity to let your light shine, your aura goes with you, and that because you are, because you have being and are being, you can take the sling of enlightened fortune and fling into the world with almost delirious abandon your cup of joy that runneth over in simply being a manifestation of God. You must increase your understanding of the magnificence of flow, the flow of the little electrons in their pure, fiery state that seem to dance with total abandon and then again to march like little soldiers in precision formation, now disbanding as they assume what at first may seem to be erratic shapes, now regrouping in their intricate geometric patterns. Purposefully, man pours out into the universe the healing balm that is his real self in action. Its flow is guided by the very soul of the living God, by an innate and beautiful concept of perfection steadily emanating to him and through him. Does man do this? Can man do it of himself? Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Understand that the inner fires banked within yourself by the fire of the Holy Spirit can be expanded by your own desire to be God's will in action. Understand that these fires will act as a divine magnet to increase the flow of perfection into your aura and thence into the world. Understand that you must therefore wax enthusiastic about daily expanding your light through your meditations upon the Holy Spirit. Beloved sons and daughters of God, we are born to be co-creators and co-workers with the infinite spirit. A co-worker is one who has that flame of God within himself, who sees himself the servant of God, the instrument of God, because God lives in him, not because he is a miserable sinner. What you have done yesterday, if it is not of the light, can be put into the flame by a simple call to God the Father in the name of the Son Jesus Christ or Gautama Buddha or Mary the Mother. In the name of your own I am presence, therefore, let us invoke the sacred fire, the great crystal river of life, to wash through our consciousness now, as this great flowing stream of water, fire moves within us. Let us know that the fulfillment of the promise of God, the transmutation of sin, the balancing of karma, the washing clean of our garment is taking place and that we are coming today through the law of forgiveness before the great throne of God, that he will receive us 
through his blessed Son, the Christ who lives in us all, that we can be forgiven and therefore also receive these fires of the Holy Ghost of transmutation and be renewed and be born again through the true understanding of the teaching of the law of the Christ. God bless you and be with you as you pursue your own state of God consciousness. Thank you very much. Wow. Does it, you feel like you just stumbled onto a vein of gold? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, That's right. I think, you know, there's so many dimensions of that that we'll, we'll try to cover when we come back after a break. But, you know, God is the doer. And applying the law of the Christ, becoming the Christ, is, is the object of his doing. Anyway, we've got to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. So please stay with us. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we are back. Thank you for staying with us uh, today. We're talking about um, all those questions that people ask. And uh, the fact, the title of our show today is So Glad You Asked. Um, you know, this last segment that we heard, this interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the aura and on light, um, there's almost, 
50 places we could start here, but I want to start with this one where, uh, to quote it, was Jesus' entire effort was to demonstrate what man can do and what man can be when he unites with the God flame. You remember his his quote where he said, the works that I do, ye shall do also, and greater works than these shall ye do, because I go unto the Father. And the teaching is, I have what I have shown you and demonstrated for you, you can expand on and actually go beyond where I have been. And this is part of the Guruji relationship. This is part of mastery. This is part of the path. And so the student then becomes the master, you know, and so on and so forth. So I, I think yeah. that was one of the great revelations early on when, when I was you know, in my early 20s, finding the path and the teaching, because I think you, you, we all, those of us that really and truly, you know, have felt this calling, really believe that with with the intercession of God, with the practice of the various things that we have with the spoken word, you really can see major changes in your life. And I think that's the great blessing if you apply yourself, if yeah. you actually do something about it. Remember my, remember my simple phrase. You know, what's the difference between a saint and a sinner? Effort. Yeah. So if you if you if you don't understand something, you do the research. If you don't know how to do something, you learn from somebody who does. If you never really tried to apply the spoken word in your life or the violet flame, try it. Yeah. And every you know every person that I've ever met you know over the course of forty years that have tried this, it's changed their life profoundly. Well, you mentioned um, a pivotal teaching for you, which I think is pivotal for many people who have found this path. And that is that Jesus was, in fact, the rule, not the exception. We've made that point many times. We can make it many times more. For me, that was a very challenging statement because I was raised Catholic. I was raised to believe that Jesus was the only Son of God. And I didn't understand the concept of the Son of God is all of us. Right. That universal Christ, this is really what got lost in translation, you know, the understanding of this universal Christ. And it was it was a terrifying thing to the, you know, to to the sinister force and those who, you know, who who simply did not want, you know, the souls of light on planet to find God. And I think you you, you guys have also talked a lot about, you know, the battle of Armageddon and, and the warring within and the warring without. Yeah. And I think that this, you know, having this revelation now with the dispensations from the Brotherhood going all the way back to 1875 and the transition into Aquarius what it's done, it's reopened the memory and it's given all of us a greater understanding of really, you know, like you asked in the very beginning, why are we here? What is our purpose? To find that understanding of that light, the universal Christ within. And we've, you know, I've seen it in my lifetime, you know, with, with people throughout the world studying the ancient, you know, the, many of the saints and so forth in a various different faiths, including modern day mystics, including, you know, our beloved Ma, who was, sure. you know, very special and, and same thing with Mark. So, you know, we've had plenty of examples and we've had many members from our organization, you know, achieve their victory in the ritual of the ascension. Yeah, well, you know, one of the odds and ends that we, we come back to again and again, and it came up during during the break. And if I, Mrs. Prophet mentioned this as well, said, Every thought, word, and deed is animated by God's energy. That makes us accountable for what we create because, in fact, we are creating with our every thought, word, and deed. And if we understand that, the awesome responsibility that brings to us, we're going to be pretty careful about what we do and say. And also, this is our key to mastery. One of my friends who who, uh, came up with a very simple phrase, which was easy to remember, which relates exactly to what you're saying, and, and this is what he used to say when he would give lectures on the master's teachings, he would say, what you think, 
what you feel, what you place your attention upon is what you will magnetize to your world. And so when we think about the examples in the world today of people who, who, you know, who thrive in service and have done great, great good for the world, you think about how they look, their energetics, you think about, you know, their love and their kindness, you think about the difference that they make, you know, such as, you know, a Mother Teresa and, and so forth. It's because of that focus that they had on really serving God and serving Christ and others, but also in their daily devotions, magnetizing that through their, you know, through their own love of God and so forth. So, you know, again, you, you, I think we've said this before on the show many times, you are the great alchemist. You are the guy or the gal out there in the world that can affect change where you are. You're a master in the making. That's right. And, and, and here's a great relief. Okay. You are really the only one in this world you can really genuinely affect no matter how hard we try. You know, even even regarding our, our beloved spouses and so forth, you know, you really are the one that you can have great change and effect. And that's what the what the great message is of the brotherhood. That's what the great message is, you know, that we heard about the aura. You can change who you are. Indeed. Teaching. Let me uh, let me mention something. We were talking uh, during the break about how <clears throat> one of the things you can do once you've absorbed these teachings and you want to be able to relay them to others, is you can stand in either in front of a mirror or in front of your little cell phone camera or whatever, get a little podium or a, a music stand, put a book there, put your, you know, read something out loud. And you know, I'm, I'm tapping into memory when I first found these teachings and I was still on the road entertaining and running up and down the highway. <laughs> I used to speak out loud. And so I was I was actually doing something uh, alchemically, that's that's very important, and that is is running it through the the spoken word. And um, if people will do this, then they will develop um, a momentum on being able to pass this on to others. Not that you're trying to sell somebody a used car. Just to speak it's just the truth. A, yeah, speak the truth and explain who you are and, and where you are and why things are maybe different in your world now. Well, the, this lovely book, Inner Perspectives, of which this clip was, is contained in the book itself, you know, it, it, it Mother gently and, and graciously and, and beautifully, you know, explains these things. And so when you begin to read these things out loud, you know, we learn that the power of the spoken word and the sound that we give is also what is creating things. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and without the word was not anything made that was made. So, you become a co-creator with God really directly in how you, you know, how you speak, your, your verbal prayers, the songs that you sing, even if you're out of key, all of the things that you're speaking and saying, you know, matter to the universe. You're sending forth that energy. So this is why this, there's so many great teachings from the Brotherhood about what you say and how you say it and how you care. You know, you mentioned in the beginning was the word and we translate the word as the Christ. Just, you know, that, that, that's synonymous. Well, you know, we've got about five minutes left in this segment. We've got a whole other segment after that. So let's kind of do a little bit of a lightning round. Okay. So one of the very first questions I was kind of composing this in my own mind was, why has it taken us so long to wake up? <laughs> well, <clears throat> to speak very kindly, we're kind of dense, Tom. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, yes. <laughs> Just to be fine. I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> but, you know, it's... That the reason I bring it up is that in a word, there is opposition. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned it during the beginning of the show or maybe before the show came on the air today, but we're, we are aware that as we go further down this path, there is opposition to our victory. There's the dweller in the threshold, which is the accumulated badness that we've all created over many, many lifetimes. But there are fallen angels, 
forces of darkness who do not want us to get there. And you know, you're being shut down from a very early age too. Little children see angels. They see elementals. And when they talk about this, their parents will shut that faucet off. Say, that's not real. Right. You know, it's interesting. I had a conversation yesterday with my neighbor who I've been taking walk with, walks with, and he asked me about reincarnation. And what I've learned, what I've realized in the many people I've met that are in their 50s and 60s and 70s, even though that perhaps they never really were interested in metaphysics or, you know, this kind of thing, the inner mysteries, um, I'm finding that more and more people are very open to this understanding because they still, for the life of them, can't understand why the dynamics of what we see in the world today are happening. And so, you know, surprisingly, you know, he was very open to that. But I think that that's something that's changed over the last, especially the last 40 years of the time of the coming of the, or, you know, 60 years of the time of the coming of the Summit Lighthouse, you know, the IM activity before that, you know, the Theosophical Society. And I think there's been a, a... you know, a, a gentle peeling back and an opening because of the continuous discussions regarding reincarnation and karma, the films we've seen and so forth. So yeah. it's starting to make a difference, I really think. I, well, I agree. So here's a little bit of a curveball. <laughs> We're enjoying ourselves in the Garden of Eden, everything we want, walking and talking with God and the saints. What could have persuaded us to leave <laughs> well, I mean, Tom, you know, every we've all been subject to somebody who's offers, offered us a greener pasture, greener pasture, or something very sweet, uh, you know, a dessert, uh, something that you know this is going to be beyond your wildest imaginations. And I'll stop there. You know. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, uh, <laughs> a huckster pulling into town with snake oil. No and, kidding. And, and we all gather. Man. The yeah. music man. We all gather around and go, oh, well, isn't this interesting? But isn't it curious that we could be persuaded by an argument? Well, it really is. counter to yeah. the basics of our being? Yeah. Well, even, what you have to understand, too, is that all of the saints had to wrestle with this I know. at one time or another. <laughs> That's why you know, even Jesus, even Jesus was tempted, you know, at the very end, of, you know, in the garden, toward the very end of his ministry in Galilee. And I think this is this is the great, you know, revelation of today that, you know, you can get through that. You can overcome that. You can draw the fire and the light and the energy you need to overcome and, and actually not fall in that, you know, pit or make that decision that compromises your light and your soul. Indeed. Well, here's a question that's uh, real simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all so simple. Yeah, yeah. Why is cosmic law so exact, scientific, and uncompromising? It's the law of the universe. It's like the sun comes up in the east and it goes down in the west and there's no changing it. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating. I study astronomy and physics and one of the most amazing things that's happening is with the, the, you know, the new generations of telescopes and instruments and so forth. They're beginning to understand matter in different ways and, and, and what they're missing, many of them are missing and are trying to figure out is the divine nature behind all of that. And I think, you know... Um, we're, we're the, the veil is being you know peeled back slowly but surely. Did we answer that? <laughs> or are we just as confused as before? No, I, I, <laughs> I, I think the, the point is the point. It, it is what it is. Yeah. The cosmic law just is not breached. There's no compromise. Right. It is what it is. So the law of karma is it is exact. Every jot and tittle has to be transmitted. And that. And I'm so grateful that it is. Absolutely. <laughs> the masters have said that, you know, in the mystery schools, they really only could bring forth about maybe 10% of yeah. cosmic law because, you know, it's just so vast. But if you think about order, order is the first law of the universe. And so it has to do with every aspect of creation. Indeed. And so here's an analogy. Everybody knows Webster's Dictionary, how big that is, six inches thick. Okay. Imagine 20 volumes of that in the retreats <laughs> as being the summary of cosmic law. And it can be an idea. Well, 
hold that thought. <laughs> We've got to take a short break. When we come back, more questions and more answers. Please stay with us. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back one more time. Thank you for staying with us on The Open Door. Today, again, as we said, we're kind of cleaning out our closet, kind of covering some questions and hopefully coming up with some pretty good answers that are memorable. <laughs> we always want that, of course. You want to go home remembering something that we said. Um, you know, there's a couple of questions here about memory, in fact, I think it's a good segue. Why is it we have so much difficulty mem- remembering past lives? And also, uh, as a corollary, why is it that we don't remember our visits to the retreats of the Masters? Well, you know, it's a great it's a great question. I think one of the things that that uh, I trying to to answer that question is when we talk about you know God is energy and God is light. You are energy and you are light. When we talk about the aura, you know, we have literally cut ourselves off by our own karmic creations. In other words, we've created these layers of density by our own disobedience, and so we don't have access to the memory. We don't have access, you know, and, and there's actually kind of a mercy with that why we don't remember past incarnations and so forth. But what many people have shared in terms of their time on the path over, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years and so forth is a lessening of that, a certain open openness and a sensitivity yeah. where they begin to have intimations and memories of what happens to them. And so, you know, I think in, in the journey of t- toward the ascension and all the things that we're trying to overcome, as we do that, as we give more violent flame, as we have a, have a strong momentum of devotion and so forth, those levels can be, you know, cleared. There's a great teaching about why our souls don't aren't open to God, and the masters describe, you know, it's like standing inside of a cave. We've created the ceiling of this cave, you know, between separates between our soul and our heart. And so, in order to get through that, in order to be able to have that contact with God, we've got to use dynamite, jackhammers, <laughs> you know, we, a, a simple phrase of the guru to your relationship and the fire of the Zen master, you know, these things that shattered our preconceived ideas of who we are. And so, remember today, you're collectively everything you've ever been. So, all of your lives, all of your, you know, the good things that happen, the not so good things that happen, that's the sum total of who you are. And the blessing with the teaching is that you can find your way through it and you can find your memory. Well, in that regard, uh, what is Fohat? 
Well, mm-hmm. Fohad, I think, you know, I, I love, if you think back to the many different clips that we've listened to, you know, of, of Mother, and even today, there's a certain point of where she ends her talk with Doug Kenyon, very strong. So, Fohad is how you release fire and light from your heart through your throat chakra. And, you know, there's a big difference, I think, that the simple analogy I've given in the past is, you know, when you want, you know, you're trying to get your, your little boy to stop running out to the, you know, into the street. You don't say, stop, honey, stop, honey. <laughs> you give that command, you know, you give that command and he's, you know, and he listens. And I think it's the same thing with your fiance. You know, we've talked about the spoken word, you know, and, and, and you move, you know, you didn't, Jesus didn't say, you know, let, let there, let there be light. You know, he <laughs> let there be light. Yeah, and so. You know, when you practice that and you gain a momentum on that, you know, whatever it is your prayers you're doing to Michael's, Violet Flame, et cetera, you begin to feel that change energetically. Well, I ask because you mentioned when we, we, we realized that we're kind of trapped in this cave and there's two feet of, of granite above our heads to, to separate us from our God self. We want to blow it up. And so this laser beam that we can apply does have a certain element of fohat in it. It's intensity. And it has been said before that Mark Prophet uh, could decree one time, equaling probably what it would take a, the rest of us an hour to do. Yeah. He could just deliver it like a laser beam and break things apart that were standing in his way. Well, yeah. he was a master of invocation on yeah. Atlantis. Yeah. And, and you know, just to, to add something to a point that you made just a moment ago, uh, I think misuse is a good word to use because, you know, our – our lifetime has been um, chopped down from a thousand to a hundred years, basically, and our threefold flame has been chopped down, or our tube of light, from nine feet around, you know, uh, to this little tiny thing in our heart. So it's because of misuse that we have this density, and so it's a real trick to get get enlightened right now, become enlightened. Well, I think there are also many people in this world today who have not found the teachings, but also are very close at this point of, of being able to recognize the path. And I think we all understand the concept of virtues. We all understand the concept of, you know, how, how, how we should all care for one another. You've all watched on the media, you know, the people that seem angry and upset versus the people that are calm and peaceful. So, you know, you've had plenty of examples in this world today of the things that make a difference in a positive way, which is things that don't make it, you know, don't do well in a negative way. So you have to you have to build your toolbox. We've talked about the toolbox. Oh, yeah. You have to build that toolbox. You have to recognize that if you do this work, if you if you you know exercise you know the spoken word, if you apply yourself, if you put yourself in a role of service as a volunteer, whatever that might be, get outside of yourself, you know, learn to serve life. You really and truly can be transformed by the Holy Spirit and through this path. You know, one of the elements uh, in our process that most people face. Maybe not always consciously, but it's something that we, we learn to understand as part of our makeup. It's something that we refer to as hardness of heart. And I bring that up now because sometimes we we want to serve, we, we want to be beings of light, but something kind of restrains us or stands in our way. And we might not be fully aware of the fact that it is hardness of heart. And that hardness of heart can take many forms. It could be anger at God. It could be feelings of old past hurts and, and whatever from many lifetimes ago, who knows? But can we talk about, a little bit about what is hardness of heart and how do we get through it? Well, I think the best thing, that, the best analogy is, is, you know, if you think about, you know, the, the, the problems today with heart disease, it's one of the, it's if the number one killer, I believe, for men and women. And, you know, the Bible says men's hearts shall, you know, stop because of their fears. You know, they will, they will lose their, you know, their life because of their fears. And so, you know, there's, there's, there are many things you can do 
you know, to relieve hardness of heart. But the greatest thing, I think more than anything, is being a volunteer, serving life in some capacity. You've got to be able to figure out how to give love and kindness instead of being, you know, closed off to that. So you don't just talk yourself out of it. You wear it down. No, you can't talk yourself out (laughs) of anything. You actually have to go do something. It's not about what you say. It's not about, you know, the things that you know intellectually. You know, the expansion of the fires of the heart come from actually doing and giving. And so you can't give what you haven't, you know, you haven't become. So how do you become that? Well, you know, you get involved as a volunteer somewhere. You learn how to serve people, but people that don't have what they need, whether it's a soup kitchen, whether it's volunteering, you know, for, for, you know, building a home for someone. You get into a place where you're giving, giving, giving. And what that's done for so many people has really opened the door to healing. And so many, especially with the, you know, the world of stress today and so forth, people find that the more they can serve, the more they can, you know, pray for people, help people, comfort people, the softening of their heart. Well, and, and another aspect of that is that people can learn to think with their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is quite a mindful thing, thinking with your heart. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think a lot of this goes back to, I want to think, uh, I want to say, uh, on the schoolyard, uh, as, a, as a young child, you're open and you're loving and you're giving. And then there's, there's always the bully that's been planted. You know, the sinister force makes sure there's a bully around in, in, <laughs> at, that, at that age, you know. Yeah. And so then uh, a little bit at a time, you begin to kind of shut down some of that natural exuberance. And uh, eventually, you will, you'll, close, you'll close your heart off. And maybe that's kind of the beginning of hardness of heart. I don't know. It it, it can be subtle. I know that many people recognize certain areas in their hearts that there's a tenderness, maybe a reluctance, a restraint. But many times it's unknown. It's unconscious. I think one of the great blessings we have today in, in you know in our society is counseling. You know, yeah. many people who have who have struggled with their heart, their inability to give, and so forth, which is a correlation to hardness of heart. You know, allows people. You, you can find your way through that through good counseling. It's not yeah. just praying that'll get you out of it, but good counseling can help. Well, I want to thank you guys. I think we we probably started with about sixty questions today. I think we answered eight. <laughs> I like this good kind start. of asking questions at the end of its show. Well, I know that it, it helps me to formalize and focus my thinking yeah. and my heart's thoughts. So anyway, I want to thank you both again for this has been a, a really fun and wonderful and very fast journey. It's amazing <laughs> how it just, it just flies by. It was a fun show. But I think yeah. that it, it, for the most part, we do it, of course we do it for ourselves. There's a certain amount of selfless, I mean, selfishness there probably. Enlight- but really, Enlightened self-interest. That's what I was going to say. I couldn't get it out. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> but I think more than that, you know, it's the, all of you who listen to this program know that our intention is to open your heart, open your mind, expand your consciousness, give you the wherewithal to make your way home to the heart of God. Simple as that. Yeah. So thank you for being part of this journey with us. We are grateful. And Terry, how can they get a hold of us? We are at... I ended a sentence in a preposition. Uh, uh, we are at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. Send us your comments. We just love to hear from you. Indeed. And David, I want to thank you again for being part of this. Thank it's you, Tom. Just, I'd love to come back soon, spend time with both well, of you. I think we have to have that happen, so that, that will happen. And, you know, though the upward path may occasionally, every now and then, just just, you know, every every Thursday be difficult. The rewards are, are out, out of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. 
Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.